When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Frankly, I think the dogs don't like men because, well, because sometimes they bring bad news. Mackey and Judd. Animals sense those things, you know. On 1500 ESPN. Everything is a little bit different. The game moves a little bit faster. Uh, mistakes are magnified. So some of the mistakes you get away with during the during the season and they're able to pull wins out and things like that, they're magnified when you get in the playoffs and sometimes you're not going to be able to overcome those mistakes. So, uh, and then, like I said, the game just moves much, much faster. I mean, everybody's fighting for their lives, so uh, that's that's the way it's got to be. Brian Robinson and the Vikings left a trail of wreckage in their own division. Uh, when, you know, The Vikings had a chance, if they had taken the wrong turn, if they hadn't fixed their offensive line or hadn't found a viable backup, maybe they would be firing a general manager who came into the season on at least a very warm seat, if not a hot seat. Mm-hmm. Instead, Rick Spielman makes the necessary adjustments, swallows his pride with a couple different players, including Alex Boone, eats some money, they make a bunch of fixes, Mike Zimmer looks in the mirror as a coach, gets better, and the Vikings take a big step forward and are now the favorites to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. They knock off all kinds of divisional foes. They injure Aaron Rodgers, not on purpose, but uh, things happen in the NFL. But they're, and not, as, they're not sorry about it. And as a Help result... Them. Half of the division is asking to interview Pat Shermer to be their new head coach after firing their two, so de- and Ted Thompson is gone. Yeah, so Detroit uh, yesterday, I think early on in the morning, fired Jim Caldwell after a 9-7 and seven season. Hey, your five-year prediction every was, year of Jim Caldwell being gone was he correct. Got, he got a contract extension, and they fired him. So Jim Caldwell's out in Detroit. Yeah, finally. Uh Chicago then turned around and fired John Fox. I think they gave Ryan Pace, their GM, a contract extension, if I'm not mistaken. Do you think John Fox was uh, staring into the bright sun with a uh, 5 o'clock shadow when he got the news, as he always is? Yeah, John Fox's uh, post-game press conference here after Sunday's game, I think, lasted two questions. So they basically, he got up to the podium and, and they was asked... Was he chewing gum and squinting at you guys? And they asked about... I didn't see it, but I guess he got up to the podium. They asked about his future. He said... We're going to save that for a different day, but for right now, any questions about the game? The follow-up question was, screw the game, what about your future? And he walked off. And then yesterday, so I guess Sunday night, the Packers Packers fired Dom Capers, their defensive coordinator, which was expected to be their big move until uh, last night when Ian Rappaport, I believe, broke the story that Ted Thompson has been reassigned within the organization. Now, now, Ted Thompson, as Seifert said, Ted Thompson's head has been called for probably for about, what, three, four years now. Here's my here's why I think it finally happened after all this time. Here's why I, I think a guy who, who won a Super Bowl and for a long period of time did a pretty savvy good job. Three reasons why Ted is gone. 
or or he's going to help design things. Uh, the atrium or Hall of Fame at Lambeau. Number one, after the NFC title game last year, your quarterback, your Hall of Fame, generationally great quarterback gets up and begs for help. Says, you got to get me some help. You go get a Martellus Bennett. Martellus Bennett, of course, gets to Green Bay, forces his way out. It's a complete mess. The point being, you didn't get him help. The next thing is, Rodgers gets hurt, and you're exposed because the quarterback that you drafted behind him turns out to be awful. Brett Hundley, for, for the most part, can't play. So, Brett, I mean, he might be okay. I don't think so. But strike two is the fact that that you had all this time to develop him, and then he's exposed as not being good. And I honestly believe that strike three might have been the embarrassment of the fact that you IR'd Rodgers, you brought him off, played him, and then you put him back on the IR again, and then it comes out that technically by doing so, the league rules call for you to have to release him. And I get that it's funny and it's a punchline and a joke, and it sounds like it's not necessarily going to have to happen, but what was Ted always known for? Being this meticulous drafter, right? His meticulous nature of how he went through things and swapped draft picks, and it drove people crazy. But I think when you get to the point in your career where you accidentally even expose yourself in the least little bit to having to release your future Hall of Fame quarterback, I think that tells the board with the Packers, it might be time for a change. Yeah, Those uh, are my three my, things. Uh, I wonder what this means for Mike McCarthy, too, in Green Bay. If it means he's for sure back for one more year. Because, yeah, I, absolutely, personnel has been a problem for the Packers, too. But I'm always leery when head coaches and offensive coordinators and quarterback coaches sort of leech their reputation off of the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. So I think Josh McDaniels is going to get another shot as a head coach. And mm-hmm. I think Josh McDaniels has a better chance than... A lot of the other guys, like the Charlie Weisses and the Romeo Crennels, I think Josh McDaniels has a better chance to be a successful head coach. But he's been with Tom Brady for the better part of 10 to 12 years. And people are giving him credit as being this quarterback guru, right? Adam Gaze, he's going to go down there and he's going to mold Ryan Tannehill. He worked with Peyton Bleeping Manning. Right, who ran so, his own offense. Right, so Mike McCarthy in a lot of ways, oh, he's a great head coach, you know, long, his third longest tenured coach in the NFL yeah, and he deserves some credit, I'm sure, for helping to mold Aaron Rodgers. But let's be honest, if you're going to keep one or the other, you're going to keep Aaron Rodgers 10 times out of 10. With Belichick and Brady, if I gave you the choice, now age factors in here, maybe with both of them, but like even three years ago, if I said, who are you going to keep, Belichick or Brady? You'd pause because you'd think, hmm, I've seen the Patriots without Tom Brady with like Matt Castle and Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo, and they won all those games too for the most part. So Brady's the greatest of all time, but I pause. I might take Belichick if you know, with with Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, or Ted Thompson. You don't even you, you don't even flinch. You, you take pause. Aaron Rodgers. Correct. So hey, but good for the Vikings and Vikings fans. You're watching this division right now, and Mitchell Trubisky may or may not be the franchise quarterback for the Bears. That doesn't look like a team that's going to be really NFC relevant for at least two or three more years. Um, the Lions have kind of fired their best bullets at quarterback in 50 years, and they can't make the playoffs. And Aaron Rodgers still has nothing around him. They're still going to be a 9 or 10 win team minimum if he plays a full season. So they still have to be feared for sure. Yep. Uh, but you have gone from a lot of questions a year ago to absolutely having a flag in the ground of this division. I think McCarthy, uh, sh- short of them having great success in 2018, I think he's gone. He's Ted's guy. 
how often are GMs now? Now, if they stay inside and go internal, I, I I could see it. But I think the most important thing to keep in mind about this entire conversation is this: the des- the decision on McCarthy's f- future is probably going to come down to one guy, and it's not an executive; it's Rogers. If Rogers likes him, he'll stick around. But when Rod, you knew when Rogers got up there in Atlanta last year. And basically begged for help. I mean, he did. He he basically said, you got to get me something here. And they go out and they get Martellus Bennett. And the defense still is very, very uh, uh, iffy and questionable. You said to yourself, Ted's mm-hmm. in a lot of trouble. And and I just think Ted had a nice run. But this is, this is the sort of franchise now where if you miss the playoffs... There's going to be a lot of questions about it. So how how did that process work? Can, can Mark Murphy, the team president, does he have does he sit above Ted Thompson? Yes, he's so the, he can make the move on his own. He goes to the does bo- he have to consult the two hundred thousand no. cheese eating owners? No, they've got a board. They've got a board of directors that he can go to, and I and think it's not Gary and Oshkosh. No, it's not Gary and Oshkosh. It's not. Uh, it's not our guy who forgot his name. Oh, Steve. Yeah. Go, back, go. Steve, how you doing? Hey Steve, or hey Bill, I'm on a You're bus Steve. on the way. I, there you go. I am Steve. <laughs> it's not Steve. Steve's go, not on that board. Steve in on Alaska. But I mean, they they missed fire now. They missed the playoffs for the first time since 2008, and they they don't sit there and say, oh, that's too bad." They make changes. But I think McCarthy's future is tied to one thing, and that is, if the quarterback likes him, he sticks around. If he doesn't, he's gone. I don't think it's Don Capers' fault because uh, his scheme is great. I think a 3-4 is one of the best schemes in the league. But as you see, Ted Towns always draft a lineman to play linebacker and a safe and a cornerback. I mean, excuse me, and a safety to play cornerback. So it's all messed up. He doesn't draft the right people to fit the scheme. Go, Pat, go! The authoritative nature of NFL fans sometimes That's is fantastic. Hilarious. Like. No one really, we don't, we like, no one really knows what they're. Even even the guys who watch all twenty two, you know, like come on. There in is, the NFL, it's it's so hard to decipher half the time. There is nothing better than a post game show full of drunks. <laughs> it's the greatest. Go, Pat, go! It was a season that started off with a lot of hope. And then Aaron Rodgers went down, and it's been craptastic ever since. Aaron Rodgers, I know he wants to play for a long time, but let's be realistic and think, okay, I don't think that's going to happen. He's got probably three years left, I bet. And you don't know how that shoulder's going to hold up, so this year's draft is really important. So you're going to probably have to get a quarterback somewhere in this draft. And I would look probably to the belt bowl, one of those two quarterbacks, the belt bowl. That was a good game. I don't know what you guys got against the Belk Bowl. It was a hell of a game. High scoring, a lot of points put up. I mean, that quarterback could come to the Packers and help them a lot. Beat this Vikings which, defense. Which quarterback? Well, one of those two, Wake Forest or AM, I guess. John Walford. John Walford. John Walford. John Walford, Dave, could do a lot of damage. Who's he uh, play for? Well, I've got the box score here. Oh, wait, wait. I'm, I'm going to guess. Wake Forest. Yep. Yes. Yeah, well done. John Walford at Wake Forest. Uh, what about Nick Starkle? Oh, he's good. Guy threw for 499 yards. Rifle for an arm. Well, they combined. Wow, they combined for nine hundred yards uh-huh. passing and eight <laughs> passing touchdowns in that game. Mm-hmm. Think they couldn't roll the boat? Go, Pat, go! Oh, 
Dave, what kind of questions do you have for us when we come back? Excellent questions, Phil. Really, really excellent questions. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, before we go anywhere, TCL TVs, America's fastest growing TV brand, ready to take on the 2018 New Year by storm with their built-in Roku device, with their 4K picture quality, four times the resolution of a standard 1080p TV. Uh, the built-in Roku gives you access to 4,000-plus streaming channels. So if you're a sports fan, that means instant access. You've got your you've got your menu of cable channels or satellite channels. And then right next door, basically, you've got your Watch ESPN app because it's a connected TV and the Roku device is built in. There's no cords, none of that stuff. You've got Fox Sports Go if you want to watch Wolves and Wild Games, for instance. You've got all kinds of access to league platforms like NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, or if you're a geek like me, WWE Network. If you're not in on TCL TVs and you're a sports fan, you're missing out big time. Stop into any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities and ask for a test drive of sorts with one of those TVs. And uh, you can also visit TCLUSA.com. Mackie and Judd now continue. Oh, come on. On 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackie and John. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. All right, Dave Harrigan is here. Three questions of significant or varying degrees of importance. Oh, they're all very important. Okay. That's, that's what we focus on here in this segment every bleeping day. Let's start with this one. John You're Gruden. so really enthused to be back from the holidays. I was not enthused to wake up this morning. Is that how? <laughs> I almost caught up on sleep. It was awesome. Oh, good to have you in, Dave. Fire away. <laughs> I don't know why you're trying to make me sound so negative. I'm very happy to be here <laughs> doing my job, Phil. Let's start with this one. Uh, if John Gruden does indeed get a new job with the Oakland Raiders, yeah, he gets ownership stake. He gets to be a coach once again. But let's face it, what matters for us is there's an opening on the Monday Night Football, uh, in the booth on Monday Night Football. Mm, Maybe yes. even two openings if they decide Sean McDonough isn't the guy. So, boys, put out your uh, put out your list right now, your short list. You are ESPN executive Joe Schmo. Who are you calling to fill that spot? Yeah, it's, and John Skipper's gone, too? Mm-hmm. Um, are, are we limited to just like available? Because I, I, I'd say Chris Collinsworth, but I'd have to take him off Sunday Night Football, so he's probably not available. I would like to limit to those who are available. You can also give me one you would like to really try to poach, if possible. Hmm. Man, yeah, the fact I might, that you didn't say Romo right away is well poaching. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of available guys. I mean, Romo to poach would be great, but he does those prime games for CBS, and he. Makes a ton of money. What does he make? Like eight, some absurd amount of money, like yeah. eight million dollars a year. Yep. Um, I'm going to stick to just the ESPN sphere here. My guess is McDonough gets moved off. Um, he's not dynamic. He's just a, he's a rock solid play by play guy. He's not dynamic. I think, as far as former players, um, this wouldn't be a splashy or former executives. This Lewis Riddick has been really good as an analyst for a number of years, but he's not like John Gruden is, he almost has to be the third guy in the booth. You almost have to have a fun, happy-go-lucky guy, like a personality. Like Dennis Miller? Well, maybe not quite that happy-go-lucky. He wasn't so happy by the end. Like a football happy-go-lucky guy. 
and then have the Lewis like Riddick, the guy who can tell you what's happening. Fat guy, maybe. And then a you know a straight man play by play guy. And they've gotten rid of Tarico. They've got I mean McDonough's probably not going to come back. I got it for you. Go ahead. I am. I am going to go back to to what they used to do, which was sort of dynamic hires, odd hires. And here's my team: Susie Colbert, play by play; Randy Moss, analyst. Mm, okay. Uh huh. That's right. I'm going to turn the franchise wow. on its head again. It's it's long overdue that a, a, that a female is not given the responsibility of doing play by play. I don't understand in this day and age what why we don't see it more. There's no reason not to see it more. So I'm going to turn the franchise on its head and and I'm going to move Colbert from the studio and give her the job. And Moss is going to be my analyst. And if you want a secondary guy in the booth, I would say possibly Steve Young. Uh, so Steve Young feels a little bit more concussed now than ever before <laughs> when you listen to his analysis. Randy Moss would be interesting. I think Moss would be great. I, I don't even because I don't a play by play person doesn't jump to the top of my mind. So whatever. If Susie Colbert wants to do it, I think it's more about. The chemistry between it, you don't have to have a classic play-by-play no. guy or, you or need, a woman. You need good discussion. So let me give you your third because I like where you're going. I don't want Randy Moss to be the only analyst because I think he gets tripped up. Sure, you got to let him be. You got to let him be kind of a free spirit. Mm-hmm. Rex Ryan would be interesting because he gives you the coaching perspective. He's entertaining. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's looking at. He knows defense. Mm-hmm. So. I do like the idea of having a quarterback mind, though. That's why Tony Romo is so great, because he can tell you exactly what you know quarterbacks are supposed to be looking at. Mm-hmm. But, but don't sleep on Rex Ryan as a possible replacement. All right. And America loves Rex. Rex loves Moss feet, be, and America loves feet. I think Moss would be fantastic. Is Rob Ryan doing anything these days? Um, Bring them both then. Trimming Rob, that beard, maybe. Rob Ryan w- has done a bunch of stuff for Fox Sports 1. Like, he's been on some of those talking head shows. Yeah, the year. with Cowherd, yeah. Yeah, he's been on, uh, like, like Skip no? and... I mean, I don't know. He's just. I think Randy Moss would be fantastic. Ryan, I thought, Ryan, and Randy. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Here. Great idea. Thank you very much. What should be more exciting for fans of the winter sports in the Twin Cities, boys? The fact that the Timberwolves keep beating up on teams that are injured, but beating up on them like they did yesterday over the Lakers, and are now ten over five hundred, three and a half clear of the rest of the division. Or Zach Parisi's back tonight. It's not even close. And I'm a hockey guy. It's not even close. Jimmy Buckets has changed everything in this town. Jimmy Butler has made the Wolves. The Wolves are, are as far as I can tell now, starting to actually play r- really well. Where before, as Town said, they, they got by when, when they went early in, in the season, possibly on ability. And now it's starting to gel. But Jimmy Butler has changed the entire dynamic in this town. This is now, if you're asking me, is this right now a Wolves Town or Wild Town? I don't think it's all that close. It's a Wolves Town right now, and it's because of, of Butler. Yeah, there's always the, the misperception is state of hockey. State of hockey is just relative to the other states that may or may not be interested in hockey or mm-hmm. in youth hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the basketball teams are relevant, TV viewership will show you that historically people watch the Wolves. They just sold out again last night. For that game against the Lakers, that's their fifth sellout of the year. Two in a row, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So they've they've when they're relevant, people do flock to Target Center. They just lacked relevancy for the majority of the last thirty years, except for that little KG period. Um, so I'm with Judd, and not to mention Zach Parisi is now thirty three and a half years old. So even if he comes back close to full strength because the surgery did him some good, man, that's um, that's a tenuous age. 
especially for a guy that kind of like his workmanlike qualities and his energy is what leads to production for him. And mm-hmm. the older you get, I think the more that those things tend to slip behind the rest of the younger players in the league. So we'll see. Maybe he comes back, but even if he does, here, like put it this way too. Even if he does come back close to 100% and he's productive and he scores 15 goals the rest of the way and he's back to being close to the old Zach Parisi, still no Jimmy can Buckets. You, can you guarantee that this team is going to make a big run? No. Or that their goaltending is good enough? No. Or that their young players are good enough? Ah, I don't know. The the star player in this town right now is Butler, right? I mean, he he is the star player in this town. Well, Case, mm-hmm. Case Keenum would get the loudest ovation, I think, still. Okay. Um, he, but for he, me, he, he, got, he got a standing O at Target Center like three weeks ago, Case Keenum. So, uh, yeah. Sub-question off the Wolves game yesterday against the Lakers. Did you notice the Lakers were wearing the old Minneapolis yeah. Lakers jerseys? Yep. yep. Did you guys take that as a tribute or they were sticking it to Minnesota basketball fans? Bit of a troll job. I think it was. I couldn't tell. I, it I saw it. I said, lot really? Of, it bothered a lot of people on Twitter. They're like, really? You're going to come into Target wait, wait, Center min, min, and do this? Us Minnesotans a little overly sensitive? That's shocking. I said, here's what I want. Dallas Stars, next trip here to the X. <laughs> Don the old North Stars. Put the North Star jersey on and just really stick it to you us. Know, put, the, put the jersey rights on the line. If you're going to come up oh, here, Dallas, it. Lakers. Oh, that's awesome. Jersey rights on the line. Make it happen. Didn't the Wolves a couple years back wear a throwback similar to what the Lakers wore last night, though, so, sort of celebrating the, the history of the Lakers? Didn't they have an MPLS jersey themselves a couple years ago? I thought they did. Boy, I don't. I don't remember. I thought when Kevin Love was still here, so did more they? than a couple of years. But I thought they wore throwbacks themselves that were much like what the Lakers wore last night. Yeah, maybe we could throw it back to the uh, Doug West era sometime. Well, they ne- they never. I think only one time they've worn the old, uh, you know, the original early '90s logo. Yes. That's throwback enough, 20 years ago. If if the Grizzlies and Raptors can wear their hideous 90s uniforms <laughs> as throwbacks, I think we can go. And the oh, Nuggets. Did they, did they do that? They have, yeah. The Nuggets I've seen before. I, didn't I know the Raptors the did for sure. I'm not Raptors 100% did. sure about the Grizzlies. Ooh. The old uh, big country Bryant Reeve oh, yeah. yes. jerseys. Speak for yourself, calling those hideous. Those are gems. <laughs> uh, final question. It is, of course, a brand new year. It's a time for change in many people's worlds. Set those resolutions to lose weight and then break that resolution by January 7th. Apparently, that is the most popular date to break your New Year's resolution. But wow. let's do this one, boys. I want a sports media resolution for you. Something that bugs you, something that needs to change across the sports media landscape. It could be right here at home. It could be ESPN. It could be some play-by-play, whatever. You know, For me, it would be stop putting LeVar Ball on air. I think that needs to be the resolution we make for 2018. That, should, that shouldn't even be an option. Like that's Everyone's resolution should be mm-hmm. that, and then that's just a baseline. Yes, I need a sports media resolution or two from the both of you. Um. It's a t- it's a tough time to be in sports media because jobs are being eliminated and ESPN is looking to slash like they're probably happy that John Gruden's leaving because he's their highest paid employee and they're looking to cut millions of dollars. I would say so I I retweeted something from Jason Lockenfora who you guys might remember from NFL Network a number of years ago. Yes, he's now kind of buried at CBS mm-hmm. and I think I know what you're. I saw that tweet. Yes. I would say the backlash. Let's get rid of. As as tough as it is, it's a competitive industry. Let's get rid of overly self-important sports media members. The I already reported this, or the complaining about lack of credit over here. As expected. At the as expected. There'd be nobody yes. left. Like Jason Lockenfora, note to radio producers, pro tip. Pro tip. 
don't call a guest eight times when you're trying to track him down when he might be on his phone doing an NFL network's like dude just the self-importance I get it it's a self-promotional industry so you have to do some of that but but why would you tweet let's that? pump the brakes on why are you self-importance that, is my question because like, you're a jackass yeah, yeah exactly you're a horrible human you're being. just a bad guy because you're just seeking validation at every turn yes uh my resolution which will not happen, but I still will hold firm to it. Is this ratings to the no, 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 that's that's a lost cause. 2018, the year of telling it like it is. 2018, the year where if your team is bad on the field, the court, or the ice, no matter who pays your checks, you tell me like it is. <laughs> the year, the year 2018, the year where if you know Boots is gonna flame the team in the postgame presser, you tell it like it is. That's all I want. Just tell me exact. Tell me it's bad. If I can see it's bad, go ahead. Don't try and blow uh, sunshine up my you-know-what. That's what I want for 2018. Do you know how much content you lose for this show if that actually happened? It won't, though, so I'm fine with it. Yeah, that's the I can paradox, complain, though. too. I that's, can complain as well. That's the paradox of turning the mics on every day. If everything happened the way that it's supposed to happen, if every team was flawlessly run, mm-hmm. if there was nothing to complain about, be no fun, what would yeah. you do? Welcome to Mac and Judd. Things are good. <laughs> we'll be right back. GL, coming we'll be, up next. We'll be back tomorrow. See ya. We're going to go eat. Phil Mackey, Judd Zogad. Don't you like to see these two blood Absolutely. Oh, yeah. scumbags going after each other? Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Hey, you're, you're definitely on the Randy Moss train for uh, John Gruden replacement, Monday Night Football. He's where he runs into trouble. I don't know how much you watch the uh, Sunday pregame show with mm-hmm. him. Watched a few times, and he's he's very good. Where he runs into trouble is when they have these prepackaged bits, and a producer kind of tells him, "All right, here's what the segment's going to be, and here's kind of your thought on it, or here's some information for you to talk about the Colts." And then he stumbles over his thoughts a little bit, but when he's improvising and he can just have fun in the booth, yeah. he's great. Yep. Uh, so. I, some some of the booth is improvisational. Some of it is also okay. We're gonna have to be really sharp with our analysis with a twenty second chunk here. You have to be very polished to be good at that job. He's I wouldn't say he's polished. I would say he's entertaining mm-hmm. and he's getting better at the other stuff. Uh, Rex Ryan's interesting. I have a list here from awfulannouncing.com. Five possible replacements for John Gruden in the ESPN Monday Night Football booth. I'm okay. going to throw these out. I want both you guys to tell me yay or nay, thumbs up, thumbs down on any of these guys, all right? They're, the two they have at the end, number one and number two, are really interesting. Very much familiar names that you've seen on ESPN. Very interesting, though. Uh, <laughs> I think I might know. Okay, go ahead. Number five is Peyton Manning. He's yet to take a broad. He did the one game like two years ago or last year. Was it Monday Night Football? He sat in for a quarter. Yeah. And he was incredible just spouting off knowledge about what he was seeing on the field and breaking it down. Mm-hmm. Now, he could go front office at some point. Obviously, he can make whatever move he wants. He's Peyton Manning. Right? All in. Me too. Yeah. He'd be very good. Yeah. I, I don't know. To to your point, he's so rich and he, he has so many options. I don't know if he would commit to it. But, yeah, he'd be fantastic. And, I mean, it, it would be a way to really spice up the Monday Night Football brand, which they don't get the best games. Sunday gets the best games. And then sometimes the Sunday afternoon games on Fox and CBS are better than games, the Monday games. Yeah, are not that good. So you gotta, you gotta, if the games aren't going to be the best games of the week, yeah. then you got to find a way to make it much more of an appointment viewing experience. And um, now the only thing is ESPN is trying to cut salary 
and they'd have to pay Peyton Manning I, a ton of money. I think they're trying to cut salary where where they see opportunity, but I think they are, <laughs> are very much willing to pay for talent that they like a lot. So I bet they'd write him a, a huge check and let let th- 30 people who are supporting cast people go sure. again. How about this one from Awful Announcing, replacement option number two, uh-huh. Chuck Pagano. That bores me, sort of. I mean, Coach, I he seems like a really nice guy, but I don't think he would. He would not cause me to watch. Peyton Manning would. Yeah, if it's going to be a coach, it's got to be a personality. Like well, Bruce Gruden. Arians would be an interesting one. He's not he on this would, list, but. I think he would be probably more exciting to me than Pagano, but Pagano does nothing. Yep. Yeah. I, don't know, he's, I mean, Pagano has some personality, but he's not like a longtime successful coach. John Gruden won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Chuck Pagano, like, whipped on the playoffs three times with Andrew it Luck. It doesn't excite me one bit. Here's one. I don't know. Th- this is an interesting one, um, like in terms of why they would put it on the list. Brock Heward? Would also uh, does not excite me one bit. He- here's what they say, because I think we all agree. What? Why would Brock yeah. Heward be on this list? I think he's good at what he does, but... Here's a dark horse name for you, awful announcing rights. Brock Heward, currently an ESPN college football analyst and hosts a radio show in Seattle. Over the last few years, he's risen through the ranks where he now routinely calls some of the biggest games of the week for ESPN. In fact, was he not calling? He might have been calling one of those bowl games yesterday. He was calling a big bowl game for sure yesterday. I can't remember if it was one of the early ones or if it was one of the playoff ones. Uh, the former Washington quarterback is secretly one of the top analysts calling football on a weekly basis as he always brings solid insight and great attitude to the broadcast booth. He didn't have the greatest professional career, but he does bring some expertise and experience that could be helpful. I think you need a bigger name than that. Yeah, I agree with that. Which brings me to this one. John Gruden replacement option. Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. Yes. In. I'm in. Yes. I'm with Dave. I, I want to be in just so I can follow it on Twitter. <laughs> now, he'd have to give up the like baseball it. thing, almost certainly. Yeah. Because Monday Night Football would take multiple yeah. days of preparation. The season starts in August, September. He'd have to give up. They'd have to pay him millions of dollars a year and give up the baseball thing. Do you think he'd be willing to? In all honesty, if they say, whatever, you know, five, ten million bucks a year, but you got to give up baseball? Oh, I think the Mets would say, go ahead, do that. I'm saying Tebow, though. No, I think you would. You think he'd say, no, I'd rather play minor league baseball for another couple of years? I don't think you can pass it? that. I don't think you can pass up Monday Night Football for like $7 million a year. Peyton, among the names that you've read so far, Peyton is atop my list. And after that, I would I would uh, put my guy Moss above the rest of the list. Yeah, and they obviously love him. And as they point out in the article, they've kept him on the payroll yeah. doing SEC Network stuff. And I'm uh, sure he's well compensated. Yeah, Once he, again, fact, so. there's Lane Kiffin on first take. Or he was on first take this morning debating <laughs> Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. No, no, no Lane Kiffin. Uh, well, he, get him away from coaching. Yeah, he just signed a big contract to go back to FAU. And then the number one option on their list. Yeah. Can you guess who it is? It's a name that you're absolutely, an ESPN name that you would be familiar with. Um, it's a guy that is no longer on camera, but is still under contract for multiple years. So they're paying him to basically do nothing right now. And he's the number one option, according to awfulannouncing.com, to take over for John Gruden. Is this someone they fired, but they still have to pay for a while? Kind of. I don't know. I he, can't think of who it is. Let's just say he loves football. Oh, Dilfer? You're getting warmer. You think you like football? Ron Jaworski doesn't just really no. like football. He 
loves football. This week I spend time updating my quarterback big board where I rate the quarterbacks uh, from 1 to 32. And, and it's not only about this year. Some guys get some street cred for what they've done in the past and gone to Super Bowls and won Super Bowls. Jaws had his shot. He did. It he was, was with Gruden, and then they kicked him out of the booth. Right, and Tony Kornheiser was in that booth at yes. one point. It was, yeah, it was uh, Tariko, Jaws, Kornheiser, and then I think Tony, they took Tony out, and it was Tariko, Jaws, Gruden, and yeah. then they booted uh, Jaws out. So here's what they write, awfulannouncing.com, that it was kind of an awkward, bizarre twist, and that it was reported Jaworski was, in fact, part of the layoffs, but then ESPN wanted to undo their decision and bring him back, and the move was blocked by Disney. Yep. Jaworski said his ESPN contract runs until 2022, and for a company having as much money trouble as ESPN is, how much sense does it make to just replace someone who was your highest paid employee with someone you're already paying to sit at home? I I will give him this. Jaws absolutely knows what he's looking at, and he'd be a guy that I could learn from on Monday night, but he's, he's been there for 30 years and he wouldn't be the splashy name. It completely bores me. Yeah. 100% no. Well, I think... and, and Tim, Tim Tebow would be my number one. Well, well, Peyton Manning and then Tim Tebow. Yeah, yeah, Manning, Tebow. But Jaws is just... You're right. He knows football backwards and forwards better than almost anybody. Cares? But that's all you're going to get. You're just going to get yeah. XO, XO, XO. He's a you're Sunday not going to get the Romo personality or something like that. He's a Sunday guy, though. Like, like I could see him on a CBS game or something. Yeah. But, but to your point... The Monday night schedule now is so boring. I really think that you need to go find people who are going to who who you're you're not going to say, oh, it's the Titans Jags. Who cares? You're, you're going to say, I don't care who's playing because I'm curious what person X has to say. Yeah, and for the record, on the Tim Tebow thing, I don't think he would bring great analysis in as it pertains to NFL football. But I would just tune in for the motivational speeches and uh, the like, the circus act that would follow Tim like Tebow on Monday Night Football. I like my idea. I like Moss. I think Moss. How, how about this? Go completely off the charts, Moss and KG with a dump button. But here, but here's the, well, wow, with a dump button. It's kind of stealing from TNT, Judd. I know it They've is. Got but the cuss button already. But I mean, it, it's been done before. But so. here's the thing about Moss that I think you might be overlooking. He's so insulated on those pregame shows where there's six people on camera. You've got a great setup. You know, Sam Ponder, as much as she drives, I think, most Vikings fans nuts in this town for her you know, lashing out. She blocked and, you. Um, she blocked me on Twitter. She's, a, she's, she's great at what she does. She sets everyone up. Hmm? And he doesn't, you know, he, he's not hung out there for three hours. And you got to fill all that space and you have to be insightful. Mm-hmm. He can kind of pick and choose and use his personality and be that little bit player. Mm-hmm. You're featured for three plus hours okay. on Monday Night Football. And I don't know if he'd be ready How for that. How about three person booth? Three person booth. Yes. So it, it's not all him. And and the play by play person would have the expertise to to drive things. Yeah. I think I think he would get off to a rough start. And because he's a pretty smart guy, I think about halfway through, as he started to acclimate to it, he'd become pretty good. Like, I think you'd have a few rough weeks, but if you had a three-person booth with a good driver, I think he'd be in fine shape. How about, what if they just, what if they hired Skip Bayless back and brought Shannon Sharp with him, and they just debated for three hours? Or be Stephen A. One one guy, well, one guy, whatever. One guy roots for one team, the other guy roots for the other. They just debate. We embrace debate you, for three hours. You, no, Skip, come on, though. You can't talk about the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos defense is still one of the top five defenses in the NFL, Skip. Now, Skip, I want to hear it, Skip. You know internally Stephen A.'s name is going to be brought up. You know it will be. 
I will, think you're probably right. It I think will, it probably already has. It gets ratings. The Kornheiser thing attempted to do it, but Tony's not flashy. Stephen A. is. Stephen A. will be perceived, wow. right or wrong, Stephen A. will be perceived by the ESPN people as the Cosell of 2018. Wow. He's already going viral again today for another uh, uh, for first take rant, Gruden-related. Yep. That it's a bad a bad decision? or That Gruden has absolutely no business getting the deal he's reportedly going to get from the Raiders' ownership stake, etc. Okay, but that's like we had someone call in this morning and say that, that Super Bowl ticket prices are out of control. It's supply and demand. The Raiders want someone to he- as a headliner. John Gruden already has a very high-paying gig. If you want John Gruden, it's going to cost like $10 million a year. Stephen A., man. That no. stuff goes... That's shouting at a palm that tree shouting works. for three hours. <laughs> People actually watch uh, it and like it. Russ points out on Twitter here, Brett Favre as an option we haven't talked about yet. One-man booth. Just start the game. Brett, go. Don't even tell him when there's Am I no thinking IFB. About, Don't even tell him I when the commercials. Am I thinking about the game? Maybe. There you go. Could I play in the game? Perhaps. How about Favre and Moss? Wow. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's there. I'm blown away. There it is, yeah. right there. I'm blown away. <laughs> no play by play. You think you and your Hall of Fame quarterback buddy like football? Well, John Gruden and Brett Favre don't just like football. They f- love it. Watch this throw. Rolling to my left. Backing up. That's awesome, man. And 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 I'm making another throw. The next second like came right out of heaven. I mean, it had to, I, it like had to drop in like a butterfly with sore feet. It had to drop in like that. Like a what? <laughs> football! Football! Yeah! yeah. Football! Football! Yeah. yeah, that's. Uh, I think we need more of that in the booth. Like a what? Uh, Luther Brookdale Toyota is on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. And I'll tell you what, I highly, highly recommend the 2018 Toyota Camry and the 2018 Toyota RAV4. Stop in, ask for a test drive. They're open until 9 o'clock tonight. And ask about all of the brand new features and upgrades. Uh, The new interior, the screen, the safety features on these new Toyotas, keeping your family safe. It started with reverse cam a few years ago. It's built up now to the car being able to sense how far away it is from trouble spots. So ask about the new safety features when you stop in for a test drive. Go talk to Paula, Tony, Badu, all my friends and people that have helped my family for 30-plus years right on the corner of 694 Brooklyn Boulevard, Luther Brookdale Toyota, and also LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. The Mackie and Judd Show rolls on finally, finally. on 1500 ESPN. Go back, go! It was a season that started off with a lot of hope. And then Aaron Rodgers went down, and it's been craptastic ever since. Go back, go! Aaron Rodgers, I know he wants to play for a long time, but let's be realistic and think, okay, I don't think that's going to happen. He's got probably three years left, I bet. And you don't know how that shoulder's going to hold up. So this year's draft is really important. So you're going to probably have to get a quarterback somewhere in this draft. And I would look probably to the belt bowl, one of those two quarterbacks, that belt bowl. That was a good game. Is that maybe the best? I mean, including our drunken friend who, Steve, is that maybe the best call of the season on it's like the Drunk Packer fan just picked a super high-scoring game that he saw come across the ticker and said, yes, offense, those teams score points. We need points. Lots of points. <laughs> the Belt the Bowl. Bowl had points. The Belt Bowl they had so points. many points. 
I don't think it's Don Capers' fault because uh, his scheme is great. I think a 3-4 is one of the best schemes in the league. But as you see, Ted Towns always draft a lineman to play linebacker and a safe and a cornerback. I mean, excuse me, and a safety to play cornerback. So it's all messed up. He doesn't draft the right people to fit the scheme. Go, Pat, go! Yeah, oh. yeah, take that. It is tough. It is a rough life when your favorite football team misses the playoffs like once every decade and then. Uh, makes the move that's necessary right away. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Randy in Cottage Grove. Happy New Year, Randy. Yeah, well, happy, happy New Year. I'm uh, I'm off to a really great start. Uh, we're headed to the Super Bowl. We know that. And uh, I have a resolution, as I, of course I told you over the weekend, that I won't be uh, imbibing until the day of our first playoff game. That morning, we'll... We'll cut loose a bit, but uh, I'm focused right now. I'm focused on the matter at hand, which is, which is of course, uh, that first game, getting those three victories. I predict they'll all be at home, but I'm, I'm a little uh, perturbed because uh, as I was sitting trying to think about, you know, the Vikes and the, the, the pro-level stuff, you guys are offering a ludicrous ludicrous opinion on, on this belt ball. And I just got to say, first of all, if you didn't watch it, you missed a, a hell of a game. Uh, and second of all, for those out there who, who heard that, I, these guys are wrong. You got to go if you want to be a, if you want to know about quarterbacks in this league. You got to go take a look at both those young men. Okay, Walford's fine. He's going to be a he'll be drafted this year probably. You know, and uh, I really really like Nick Starko. I mean, this kid is he's 19. Okay, he's just 19. So he's got a ways to go improvement wise. And yeah, you know, he had a he did have a pick in that game, but he threw for 499 yards. And the Aggies they got themselves a, a nice nice player in Starko. And he's he's already creeping up my board. Depends on when he wants to come out, but I will tell you guys what, right now, that was an exciting game with two flashy, exciting quarterbacks. And you're playing that call, I know you're just trying to mock the pack, but that that'd be a hell of a pick. If they were to go out and take take a take a QB, uh, maybe not this year, but next year get Starkle. You might be saying his name in, in rarefied air. He's a, he's a pro style talent, a pro level QB. Hmm. Why Happy I? New Year to Randy Got his Grove. Not surprised. He actually, I saw a tweet from him yesterday expressing uh, dismay that that Ted is out now and that the Packers are actually going to go get a good GM and it's going to ruin things for the uh, purple. He's very concerned about Well, the as long as the Packers avoid drafting Nick Starkle, then the Vikings should be fine. From what it sounds like, if they do draft Nick Starkle, then the so, division is back to the green and gold for 10 more years. So Randy, Collar, and Chip all sit there and watch as many bowl games as possible. Yeah. We do know that. I think after watching the heightened stakes, especially of the first of the two playoff games yesterday... I know it was the Rose Bowl, but really it wasn't. It was. I mean, it would have been a great standalone Rose Bowl yeah, it's, game. But it's a. Pl- it's just I'm a even game. less interested in the other non-playoff bowl games. I, of all your time off, did you sit down and watch? It? Did Did you make any attempt uh, uh, besides the game? No. Yesterday to watch anything? None of them. Me neither. I didn't even watch my Golden Domers against LSU. Oh, which, yeah, okay. which, if that yeah. were a first round game in an eight in an eight team playoff, I would have been glued to that game because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Sure. Like, who cares? Okay, cool. They won. They they won the game. They got to ten wins. It doesn't matter. But if that was a quarterfinal game, to then punch a ticket to play oh, that's to- Georgia, that's totally different. Oh my gosh! I'm, I'm glued is, to that. But- like I'm going to watch Bills and Titans. You couldn't. This is a great example. Is there any circumstance all year, right, in which all right, hey, it's Monday night, it's Thursday night. There's nothing else on except Bills and Titans 
or HGTV, and you're going to flip a coin unless it's a playoff game. Oh, okay. The winner of this advances. Right. I'm much more likely, but not guaranteed, to watch Bills and Titans. But, like, I can come across the Pinstripe Bowl or the Belk Bowl. I don't care. I'm not going to. There's nothing that you can do. The college football playoff is really great, but besides that, there is nothing. All these bowl games, Collar is being serious. He actually makes. He actually takes time to watch as many of these games as possible. Well, he's a disturbing individual. I know on he many is, fronts, but, but yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, we're not. You know, Randy, you 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 brought your draft knowledge, Randy and Cottage Grove. Well, I want to mock, mock. I want to mock, mock. We have our own. The calendar has turned. It's 2018. The draft is on the horizon here. And Dave Harrigan, I believe, has a mock draft on the other side of the glass here. I'm always looking for great mocks. And one just happened to pop up today. It's uh, courtesy of Jason McIntyre, the big lead. This is for real, boys. It is already mock draft 4.0 time <laughs> wow. for McIntyre at the big lead. But wow. now that we've got playoffs set, week Four? 17's over. I mean, we things have really started to fall into place as far as where teams are actually going to fall here, boys. Very interesting. Let's start at the top. Okay. We've got quarterbacks going one and two. You've got Darnold uh, to Cleveland. You've got Josh Rosen to the Giants. Saquon Barkley goes number three. Scroll down a little ways. You got the Packers at 14. Roquan Smith, the linebacker at our Georgia. But he was really good yesterday, yes. by the way. I did watch him. Where where would the Vikings fall? Hmm, let's go down. See, you got, you got past Jacksonville. There's Buffalo getting a pick from Casey. There's the Rams at 27. Carolina 28. Ooh. Pittsburgh 29. Philadelphia picks 30, according to the big lead. At 31. Losing the... Su- no. It is the Losing? New England Patriots oh! because at number 32, the Vikings pick Mark Andrews tight end Oklahoma. I want to mock. Mock! I want to now, what that mock draft didn't tell you is they actually picked 26th and forgot to phone oh. in their tight end wait, pick wait, wait, and wait, wait, slip to 32. Wait, wait, wait. The parade starts where then? Does the parade start downtown Minneapolis at U.S. Bank Stadium and make its way to St. Paul? That's no longer a notion to mock because the Vikings I'm, I'm, are the second odds-on no, favorites to win the Super Bowl. 32nd. I'm asking you, where does the parade start and where does it end? Maybe you start it at Mall of America. Nice big area there. You could do it at the mall, and then you just take it right up. Uh, what you take Cedar, maybe hook over on the Crosstown Thirty Five W end it at day. I think you take. I think the parade route should span different historical points of Vikings off the field issues. Little Crosstown stretch for Bernard Berrien and Adrian Peterson going like 107 miles an hour. Sure. In a 494 zone. for all the old Deweys back in the day. Yep. Maybe swing on over to uh, Lake Minnetonka, kind of wrap the parade around by Alan Almas in that area. Can you pass Bud's house where he's doing another garage, garage sale? sale? Yeah. <laughs> I think this thing has to stretch all over the Twin Cities. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think the parade. I think the parade starts downtown at the stadium and makes its way makes its way right to St. Paul. You can actually take, take the parade football. down a back stairwell and blocky. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> little Dwight Smith. Hey, Dwight, the, still the there? Dwight Smith hey, Dwight, what are you doing here still? It's amazing. Uh, one thing we actually do owe Randy an apology. He called in during Ventline to uh, to yell at superstar Mike Morris. Remember when he he called in like a month ago and was mad about our lack of breaking down the punt. Coverage team for the Vikings. Yes, Ryan Quigley just and I don't know. I, maybe this is more common than I think. It's hard to track punting stats. I guess no touchbacks in a full season. That's pretty miraculous, right? Only like to not even second, accidentally second punter ever. 
to go a full season without a touchdown. Who did That's he join? Do we know? I don't remember the name. And, and the Vikings have a good offense, but it's not like, well, they just never punt. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're punting a handful of times a game. Mm-hmm. And he never kicked one. Now, they gave him about four different chances from midfield to punt one in the end zone. And he took four pitching wedges and yeah, uh, stuck him right in there. supposed to do. So, I mean, the fact that this defense is already really you apologized. good. And you have to go I'm glad 90 you, yards every time I'm, against them. I'm glad that you're fessing up to your mistake of trying to, uh, trying to tell our, our guy that his call was not that important. Well, we're going to go wall-to-wall Ryan Quigley discussion all day tomorrow. From 9 o'clock until 1 well, o'clock. What fe- do you guys say? I'm not feeling well. <laughs> I'm going to have to take tomorrow off. Sorry. I'm in. <laughs> I, I knew you would Let's be. do this. Coffin Corner be. Radio from 9 mm-hmm. o'clock until 1 Coming o'clock Coming up next, tomorrow. Ray Guy. Ray Guy joins the show, followed by Chris Cluey. <laughs> we'll get Cluey on from some expertise. Followed by Mitch Berger. Talk to the experts. Yeah. I had to unfollow Cluey on Twitter because he just tweets about video games all the time. That's what he does now. It is Chris well, Warcraft, I guess. That's his handle, yes. so I should have known. But, all right, uh, we're done. Uh, we are back tomorrow. Lou Nanny will be on the show tomorrow. And uh, maybe a midweek scoop. Maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday. And as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.